Seeking by Ginger Juan, Chapter Three: The Robot World. I stare at him. He slowly puts down his arrow and mouth the word parsley. I nod at him. He takes something out from his pocket and heaves it at me. No one sees him do it. I catch it with one hand. It's a long rope, thin but tough. I smile at him and wave goodbye. Kella, let's go. I whisper. She grabs the rope and starts going down. I hold the other end for her. She reaches the ground and lets go. I tie my end of the rope to one of the sticks, pull it twice to make sure it's well tied, and start going down. We're on our own now, she says as I reach the ground. I'm starving, I say. Didn't eat much today. Kel takes out a bag of dried pear. I wolf them down in ten seconds. Hey, slow down, Kella says. We'll need food for the next couple of days, months, or years, and before you know it, we'll be dreaming of food in a few days. It's time for us to discover this world, I say. We stare at the world in front of us. I find one of the robots staring at us. I wave and walk to it. He looks like a thirteen-year-old boy. Hi, I say. We're from the other side of the wall. Can you guide us here? He jerks his head in one way and smiles oddly. Come have, come have us sit in my house. He says. His voice was calm, sort of like Siri. I smiled too, trying to be as friendly as I can be. I drag Kella with me as I follow the boy robot to a little iron shelter. We sit down on a piece of metal, and the robot gave us a, each a bag filled with batteries. We both stare at it, not knowing what to do or say. Hmm, what are we? Uh, what are we supposed to do with this? Kella asks. The robot frowns at her and says, "Charge." I laugh. I didn't know robots can frown. I realize that the robot doesn't know we're humans. He thinks we're robots like him. I wonder if he knew humans exist. Well, we're humans, I say, not knowing what else to say. We created you, robots. We have feelings. The robot looks confused, but I don't know how to explain the sentence. We are humans, and we have feelings. The robot pushes the bag of batteries closer to me. Victor would love to have visitors, he says. Victor? Kella asks. Who is he? The robot looks surprised that we don't know Victor, the king. He says he created us. He controls us. He owns us. Is he good to you? Kella asks him. The robot keeps silent for a while, then says, "What does that mean?" It means is he being nice to you, or being rude? Kella says, "They're robots, Kella. They don't have feelings. They don't get what you're talking about." I tell her, "The robot seems not know what we're talking about." But if he's treating them badly, he should still go down. We can't just treat. He can't just treat them like this forever. Even if they're robots, Kella says, waving her hands around, we should go stop him. How do you know he's treating them badly? I say, maybe he's a good king. 
We'll see, Kala says. Then she takes off, leaving the boy robot and me behind. I smile at him awkwardly, grab her backpack, and run after her. The place where Victor is is pretty obvious, because there's a giant old castle in the middle of the big moat with green water. I see Kella in her yellow shirt, running, running straight towards it. I pause. Kella is never going to get over the moat, so I don't even bother to chase after her. Kella runs to the castle and, without a moment of hesitation, jumps into the moat. I quickly check her backpack for any dry clothes. There isn't. Great, I mutter glumly. Now, as her best friend and only friend here, I'd have to go in there and get her some clean clothes. She would be too busy arguing with Victor and those robots to get herself dry clothes. Besides, who knows what's inside that moat? But how am I supposed to get through the robot guards and the moat? I see Kella now, with her hair wet and sticking onto her face, and panting for breath. I think she might have some seaweed stuck in her hair. Where did the seaweed come from? I think Kella can only manage to grab the little nails sticking out from the iron building to hold herself up. Then, seeing she was no way of getting in, let's go and splashes back and pull herself on land. I have a triumphant smile on my face as she slowly walks back to me, drenched. This is impossible, Kella says, coughing like mad. I'm never going to. Get in that place. You know you don't like the idea, but you've got to help me get in, or those robots will just work for him their whole lives. Do they have lives? I say, trying to change the subject. Stop it, Parsley! Kella cries. Do you really think Victor can do whatever he wants just because he can steal? He stole the robots? I ask. Kella nods. From whom? From pirates, Kella says. I saw it on a book on the tree, tree wizard's table. Well, I'm in. I say, let's get rid of Victor and save the robots. Where's the boy robot? We both look around and gasp. There's some kind of robot army surrounding us, and there in front of it's the boy robot. We don't accept humans. The boy robot says in the same calm voice, nothing like the leader of an army. Robots will destroy humans. Robot will destroy humans. We scream and run, running towards the castle. The army follows, and the boy robot keeps repeating the same sentence. Again, Kella jumps into the moat, and I jump in after her, and regretting it instantly. The water is smelling of rotten egg, and I'm breathing in the awful smell as I get my head out of the water to breathe. This is the most unpleasant place I've ever experienced in my whole life. It's filled with trash, and it's kind of green. I accidentally swallowed a mouthful of this stuff, and I think I ate a little piece of candy wrapper or something. Ugh. I can swim with my eyes open, but I don't dare do that. So I swam until my head bumps into a hard thing. Then I try to grab the thing and pull myself up. I wipe the water off my eyes and turn to look at the robot army. Are they catching up? 
No, they're just standing there, not moving. Ha! See, Kella, they can't get in the water. I laugh. I see Kella, one hand grabbing a nail and the other peeling away the seaweed stuck in her hair. Let's just go see Victor, she says. Parsley, you have good ideas. How should we get in? I think for a moment. We will get in by climbing up the wall, just like how we climbed up the enchanted wall. I say. So we climb up the wall by stepping on the snail sticking out. It took a lot less time to having not having to find the stronger sticks and place them in the wall. When we get high enough, I climb in through the window and walk around inside the castle, still drenched, trying to find Victor. We walk through hall after hall, and at last we end up in the same hall we came in from. But no robots in sight. It's cold here and creepy. I say as I put my arms around my body, shivering all over. My voice echoes in the castle. I'm so tired, and we're still wet. Where is Victor, anyways? Don't complain, Parsley. Kella says you already promised you'd save the robots with me. I won't get out of this place if I don't meet Victor. Suddenly, we hear a door creak open. We turn and see a group of robots coming towards us. It isn't robot army because the boy robot isn't there. Instead. There's a large and well-fed man with short black hair and an evil grin on his face, like he had won some amazing competition or something. What do you want? I blurt out. The man chuckles. What do you mean? What do you want? He says in a mocking voice, slowly walking towards us. This is my castle. What are you doing, my home? Oh, so you're Victor, Kella says. You're in big trouble, buddy. Nothing can stop me. I will not quit helping the robot. You better not do any harm now. Kella, how do you know he's a bad king? I whisper. Well, he looks like one. Kella whispers back. It's true. Victor is wearing glass sunglasses, even though it's dark and cold here. He's wearing a sleeveless top and shorts, looking just like a rogue. The group of robots look nothing like him. They're dressed neatly, and each has a red bow on their white T-shirts. Oh yeah, I forgot. Victor says, "You're humans like me." Of course, you're not as smart as me, but you guys are humans. I'm going to end him today, Kella says through gritted teeth. What do you want, humans? Victor says, almost shouting. If you don't answer me right now, I'm going to throw you into the moat. But no, you know, I'm a very clean person, and I don't dare let you two filthy humans ruin my moat. So I guess I'll deal with you some other way. I can see Kella's furious right now because she's tapping her foot on the ground, which always does. She always does when she's super angry. Oh yeah, she screams. If you're so clean, then why is there a filthy piece of green bubble gum on the windowsill, and it's filthier than me? Victor stands up straight, alert. Where? He cries. Where's that filthy piece of bubble gum? Kella points her finger at the windowsill we just climbed in from. There, Kella says. You should go clean that up if you're so clean. 
Victor dashes for the window, but before he knew it, Hell pushes him out the window. We hear him scream and splashes of water, then silence. I look out the window. No sign of life in there. I'm pretty sure he's dead. I say, pulling myself back inside. Let's move on to find the Lion Man.